Welcome to a special solo edition of the Fins Up podcast. Uh, it's just me tonight, guys. This is probably going to suck really, really bad, but I'm going to try hard, and evidently for more than half the uh, fan base, that's good enough. So we'll see how we go. Terry sends his regards, but he's off drinking at a basketball game or something. Texted, and I, I quote as I read this, I can't do this anymore, Dan. Fuck this team. Terry, I sympathise, mate, but this one goes out to you. Hopefully you got a major hangover tomorrow and uh, Dan can get in your ears. Uh, where to start with this fucking rabble, honestly? Look, anyone who hasn't heard, Adam Reynolds looks like he's headed to the Broncos. Three-year deal, lots and lots of money. This despite all the information suggesting that he didn't want to leave Sydney, that his family was sad, his wife didn't want to move, etc., etc., well, the Bronx, the Bronx won that race. As Terry said, we finished third in a one-team race. Pretty disgusting. Look, we can all talk about Reynolds' age, this and that, and how he, you know, wanted too much money. And for the record, I agree. I think playing a 31-year-old player by the time he would arrive, 850k for three years, is a bit ridiculous. Uh, we've done it with, you know, half our rosters on that kind of money, and he's kind of aged. So we've seen where it leads us. So, you know, not the end of the world, but... The fact is, we wanted him, we didn't get him. Fitzgibbon era is not off to a great start. This is certainly not what we thought would happen. All the talk was he was brought to the club because Morris couldn't attract players. Fitzgibbon brought the name and the prestige. Well, we're none from one. Again, not the end of the world, but this was supposedly a player who literally we had to offer a contract, match his demands, and we had him sign. We um denied. We didn't go that extra step. We didn't make him feel special. We ended up offering him 200k over the three years, more than Brisbane, who, reminder, finished dead last last year by quite a margin. And he said, fuck you, and went to the Bronx. I don't know, I'm sure everything will come out tomorrow. If What I'm hearing, and God knows how, people make shit up all the time, tell us. We went to him and lowballed him, and from then we were in the back seat. Brisbane came in, showed respect, offered him what he wanted, and he signed the deal. Evidently, signed, sealed, delivered, told his teammates this morning. You know, not, not ideal, but um, I think we can we can say now that uh, our recruitment drive next year has to change. We're no longer in win-now mode because we can't win. Any resemblance of a premiership window is firmly shut tonight with this decision. Our best bet was to snag a couple of forwards in the, you know, the Tapao Louis sort of way, get some go forward. Sean Johnson, Adam Reynolds, get us home with the grand final victory. Well, that's not going to happen. Uh, I think that was a bit of a pipe dream anyway, it's just quietly. But, you know, that, that halves combination probably gets us into the eight fairly fairly comfortably next year. Um, look, unless Mitch Moses says in the next two weeks, Parramatta, I want to explore my options. After round 10, his player extension, or his player, uh, whatever it is, option lapses. Cronulla come in, pay him what he wants, sign him for four years. Otherwise, there's no superstar halves left on the uh, the market. Unless, of course, we have a player come up late and say that he wants off co- out of his contract, which happens quite a bit. So, you know, again, not the end of the world, but the fact is Adam Reynolds was the exact kind of player we needed to kickstart a recruitment drive to be competitive next year. Uh, a bit of hyperbole alert, but I think now that's gone. So it looks like we've been linked to Anthony Milford. Uh, look, Terry and I have both been on record as saying that's not the worst idea. 
I don't know how I feel about this. With Reynolds, I thought it, you know, it fit the scheme, fit what we wanted to do, and he, he could kick past his shadow, which is Terry's favourite thing to say. Uh, at current, we have three slow halves that can't kick more than 20 metres. Milford solves a lot of problems. You know, he's 26. He's coming off a couple of lean seasons. You know, change of seniors is good as a holiday, etc., etc. But we're not getting prime Dallium 5-8 of the year Queensland utility Milford. We're getting a, a guy that played for Burley or whoever the Brisbane feeder club is a couple of weeks ago. Didn't play particularly well in his first game. Had a blinder in his second comeback. He has looked refreshed to his credit. Oh, look... I don't hate Milford. If Granola would say, hey, we offered him a one-year deal with the option of a second on about 450, you kind of take that purely because we're running out of options. Uh, today I saw, oh, I don't know how serious, but I saw us linked to Aiden Caesar and Gareth Widdup. And look, any half that's off contract is going to get linked with Cronulla now. People have said, you know, Connor Tracy's there. Luke Metcalf grew up as a 5'8", was a superstar in the Kyle Flanagan team that, Ran the the minor premiership and the the NYC whatever they the Holden Toyota Cup whatever the fuck was sponsoring it back there, Cup when Flano went ballistic scored those points, like you know Metcalf's looked okay in trials etc. I think he played a game for Manly perhaps, but I mean this is a kid who's who's not eighteen anymore. I think I think he's well he's Kyle Flanagan's age we know that and we've seen how that goes. You'd have to be one of these players, a Cody Walker type, that comes on very late. You know, it may happen. Let's not let's not talk too negatively. There's plenty of that to come. Trust me. Uh, look, the one the the player I thought we had parceled up, Scotty Drinkwater, who would have been a perfect fall for Adam Reynolds or Sean Johnson, re-signed with the Cowboys to play. God knows what position, given they've got Clifford Townsend as their halves next year. Our homes isn't going to move to the wing. I wouldn't imagine on almost of a million dollars. So Drinkwater's going to. Be a center, I suppose, up there, or or maybe a half when they finally realize that Chad Townsend's a fucking waste of money. But three year deal, I don't know. It can take at least a year. So Scotty Drinkwater signed for them to play a I don't know position when we could guarantee him a half spot or a fullback spot because I don't know the Kennedy's potentially answer. That's pretty bad. And then for Reynolds to choose to take less money to get the fuck away from Cronulla to go play for Brisbane. Really has me a little bit, uh, a little bit negative tonight. I think is is fair. Um, I don't know if you can tell my voice. I'm trying to be upbeat, but uh, inside it, um, yeah, it's 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 not not a great feeling. Now I know how the West Tigers feel. Uh, at least we're not them. Look, our as I mentioned before, our recruitment has to change now. We're in a total and complete restructure and rebuild. Anyone who's over 28 years of old uh, age, rather. Needs to go. Don't care how good they are. If they want anything over a certain amount of money, got to go, which means Woods is gone, Tolman's gone, etc., etc. We've got to bring the kids to them. We've got to sign Young. You know, it looks like Sammy Walker's going to sign a monster deal to stay with the Roosters. That was never in doubt, let's be honest. But they're the kind of players, he and Reese Walsh, Tommy Curran, you know, the 20-year-olds or the 19-year-olds that are yet to, either yet to debut or have had a game or two in first grade, either don't have a full-time position or want a big pay bump or just need someone to take a chance. That's where we found ourselves now, which which again isn't the end of the world. We've seen it, we've seen it work in the past and Melbourne have, you know, their spine 
not one of theirs was a big-name signing. Pappenhausen was a reserve grader for the Tigers. So it can be done. But with all due respect, I don't think we got the uh, the nous of the Melbourne Storm. Uh, I also think the Reynolds non-signing has completely ended any outside chance we had of signing Craig Bellamy. He's not going to put his reputation on the line and move to Cronulla with a Kennedy, you know, Moylan, Tracy, potentially Johnson, Braley, Spine. That's just not even the great Craig Bellamy can turn that chicken shit into chicken salad, I'm afraid. Just going back to Moylan, it looks like he may get another year extension, which, as you know, Terry and myself, probably two of his three biggest fans. Shout out, Matt. But uh, he's, he's not the answer. He's, he's almost 40 years of age, and he's, you know, his hammies, hammies are dusted. Even when he's there, he still creates space, and he can't make breaks because he's so slow. It's just very, very negative down Cronulla, but it only takes one sign in to completely turn things around. So, so fingers crossed, you know, Dal, Dal Finucane's a name that's been linked in the last few days. That would be a future-shifting Change, I know I said before I wouldn't be signing anyone over 28, but he's the sort of player that we need in the pack because as good as Cam McInnes is, he's going to make you 50 tackles at 95%. He's going to make you 130 metres. He's not going to bend the line. He's not going to make too many breaks. Uh, there's a good chance he may end up playing nine the way Brails is going, although I think with a new halfback that'll change. Hopefully we get to see that in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, outside of Finucane and Isaac Louis been been linked, again, another another solid signing, a bit old. I actually thought he was in his mid-20s, but Terry pointed out he's 30. He'll be 31 before he arrives. I'd, um, I'd put a line through him if he's not going to come fairly cheap. Uh, you know, you'd rather play the season with Hamlin Ueli as bad as he's been. In, in hope that maybe, you know, perhaps there's a chance that he might come good again. Who knows, although he was playing well to his credit before he got hurt the other day after getting a shoe up his ass, which um, long overdue, Josh Hannay. Yeah, it's not much to like, but, you know, Mitch Moses is still there, so we, we cling to hope. But um, look, for mine, and I, I hate to go on about it every week, but I'm going to go on to it every week because a few people within the club do listen to this, God knows why. Nico Hines is sitting there unsigned. The bloke's a superstar in the making. He's not a guy who's untested at first grade. He's come in, he started at 5'8". He's a superstar fullback. He's played centre. He's played in the front line. He played a game at lock. You know, the, this is the kind of signing that we need to build around. We need to offer him more. Whatever he wants, for as long as he wants, in whichever position he wants. If that means sacrificing Will Kennedy, so be it. But I would go to him and say, how do you want to be our, how do you want to be our six inside Sean Johnson? Uh, Johnson's out this week. My info is that he heard a uh, a sook bone because he's been giving it too much use. Um, those that haven't heard before, welcome to the show. Sorry, Terry's not here to enjoy. Fucking Johnson's been one of our worst players over the last two weeks, despite being by far the most talented player in that squad. Uh, purely because he doesn't give a shit anymore because his mate got sacked and he doesn't get his monster contract without earning it. I don't care who fucking hears that. That's the truth and it has to be told. Right now, if Johnson was to say, hey, I'm not playing for the club anymore, I want to go home, fucking see you later. I don't want to re-sign him next year. I'm hoping that he comes back next year, maybe after uh, next week, rather, after hearing this, and has a fucking blinder, has five tri-assists, turns around and moons me on the hill, I'll, uh, I'll drive him, or I'll pay for his Uber to sign his new contract. That's all we want. We need these players that, that give a shit, get angry, etc. Most of all, we need players that fucking win for once, because we're just not saying it at the moment. 
But guys, Nico Hines is out there. Go and get him. If he costs 600, give him 600. If he wants to play fullback, Will Kennedy can play for the Jets and come in when he needs. But for my Nico Hines is pretty much our, our last hope. There's not many players of that ilk at that money around. You know, Tyron May's still there, but we all know his off-field problems. I don't know if you go near him. The club are trying to build an image. You know, I'd, I'd like an image that wins. So, you know, off your Snapchats here and there, as, as terrible as they are, you know, on the atrocity scale, they're not very high. And I don't condone what he did. I think he's a fucking idiot. But anyways, if um, if he wins the premiership, you know, you tend, tend to forget, don't you? Uh, look, that's enough negativity. Negativity, rather. Can't even speak. I'm so fucking angry. Let's talk about this this game going. Uh, Penrith beat us 48-0. Um, 37% possession, 70% completion against the best team in the NRL. Team that's lost one in over a year and a month. It's not real good. 45 missed tackles. Again, not real good. But for me, Charlie Staines scored a hat-trick and now has more than half his NRL tries against Cronulla in two games. Look, I was talking to my nan this week, big Sharks fan, shout out nan, who said that um, before the game when she was down the club, Charlie Steen's actually parked a car. And this bloke walks in and scores a hat-trick against our, our bum wingers. You know, I, I had some people say, some, some exclusive sources that I trust, say that Charlie was lining up for soup and a blanket after because he's a bum. After scoring a fucking hattie against Cronulla. So it made Connor Tracy look like a complete spud. I don't blame Connor. Not at all. Or it might have been the other wing. It might have been Harati. Fuck them both. If it was Harati, I want him hooked. If it was Connor, whatever. He's not a he's not a wing. He shouldn't be playing there. Uh, look, the, there were two two positives come out of this game. One, of course, was Chad Townsend being hooked, which will live in uh, in my mind for a long time to come. Great day. But they've named him again this week. So it was a fucking empty gesture from a uh, Wood Duck coach that has no earthly idea what he's doing and doesn't deserve to be there. And every day that he is there is a day that he drags us further into the abyss of not mattering. Uh, The second positive, of course, is Will Chambers being a funny prick. You know, point of the ring, say focus on the ring. Uh, Look, it's all good to be funny, but when you're 30-0 down at the time, you know, Leave the jokes at home. Make fucking tackles, Will. He was atrocious on the weekends. You know, it's hard to blame the bloke. He's um he's come from rugby union, and you all know you don't make any tackles in that bum game. Comes across, plays the two best teams in the NRL back to back. Gets absolutely pasted. But you know he made a joke, so we all love him in the Facebook groups, and I suppose that's all that really matters, huh? Uh, look, as soon as the players are fit, I'm not picking Will Chambers. I'm not offering him a contract next year. I don't care if he comes out man man the match honors this week. He was a stopgap. We knew, but as I said, he's holding a position where one of the younger kids could come through and perhaps start a successful NRL career. Uh, just just some stats. We had two forwards repeat. Two forwards make over 100 meters against Penrith in a game that Terry and I both said we needed to win the ruck, we needed to be aggressive. Aidan Tolman, the least aggressive forward in the in the rugby league competition, with 116 metres. Toby Rudolph made 104, and Teague Wilton off the bench made 94. The fact that Teague's out numbering the likes of Aaron Woods, Wade Graham, and Britton Nacoris is everything to me. You know, this is going to be a pretty controversial statement. I think Wade Graham's done as a footballer. I've seen nothing this year that suggests that he's got anything left. You know, the only time you hear his name called is when he's laying getting HIA. And I fucking hate it because I'm one of Wade's biggest fans. I love the bloke. He's been 
an absolute building block of what we created. He was a huge, hugely underrated part, 2016. You know, he had more try assists in five minutes as, you know, a um, 5'8 for New South Wales than Nathan Cleary had in like four or five games. He, he's done it all, you know. It just, you know, I, I'd almost at the point where I'd say, hey, Wade, look, have six weeks off. Come back six weeks, see how you're feeling. If you're not feeling anymore, you know, we'll release you. Let you go to England, have a huge payday if you fucking earn it. If you want to play on next year, I'm not going to begrudge him a spot, but I would I would start looking at the bench and I'd start playing Teague Wilton. That's for Nakora. Not his biggest fan by any stretch. I think Jack Williams has well outplayed him this year. Different roles, of course, but I think you either play one or the other because as soon as Talakai's fit, he goes straight into that right edge. Uh, gives a bit of aggression, which we haven't had. I prefer him and Teague Wilton as our starting second row. If Wade Graham ever moved to lock, which is just fucking most obvious thing to do for a player of his ball-playing skills, uh, well, then, then he can he can stay for the rest of the year. Toby Rudolph, one of my favourite people in the world, one of my favourite players. Got a picture of him on the wall. You're handsome man, Toby. I love you. He's not a starter. He can't play. You know, he, he puts in 40 or 25, 30 minutes, comes back and you barely notice him. He's sort of both, you know, ripping in 15, 20, 25 minutes in, coming in, killing him on the middle, you know, having a break at halftime, coming out, killing him again, and then softening him up for, you know, the more experienced players at the end. Uh, Josh Hannay, you know, I, I don't particularly blame him because this was John Morris is doing it, and I, I have a feeling they're playing Toby at lock to try and get him to re-sign. Look, of course I want Toby to re-sign, but he's a bench player. As soon as McInnes comes in, moving back to the bench, the bench was our best thing last year, our biggest advantage, and he's completely taken that away from us this year. And we don't get that that in, interjection. You know, Worms has been good. Magulis is fucking hopeless. I wish he was as, as aggressive on field as he is in the DMs. Shout out to Rich. How you going, mate? Congrats on the wedding. It's just, you know, that, that bench is fucking atrocious. You know, you had Matt Moylan on the bench for however long it was the other day. As soon as he came on, we... We started going forward instead of sideways. Will Kennedy touched the ball. Five runs Will Kennedy had on the weekend. Tommy Turbo touched the ball five times every set. It's not even the same fucking world. And Kennedy's, you know, pretty pretty handy player at least. Started the season on five. Gone completely missing since Moylan's gone. That's no coincidence. Sean Johnson, you know, had one good kick. Chad Townsend, you know, I love to, I love to rag him. I haven't got any of his stats here, but I know they're bad. He was atrocious. He missed a thousand tackles again on the weekend. I, you know, 54, 45 missed tackles. He probably missed forty-two of them before he went off. He's prick, but you know he's been picked again this week because he's a good bloke and he's, you know, his hair doesn't move when the wind blows, and uh, that evidently is more important than playing football and planning for a future. But um, anyways, that's Josh Hannay's problem, not mine. Not much to talk about in terms of positives out this. Like I said, Chago Hook, Will was funny, but uh, forty-eight nil. Everyone making the joke that uh, you know our premiership. You know, opportunity hasn't gone. Well, it may only last another week because South, despite all their fucking injuries, might put 50 on us. You know, Adam Reynolds is back. I sent Toby a DM earlier saying, hey, lay, lay one on me. Lay one on uh, Reynolds, rather. Uh, seen but not replied. Thanks, Toby. Love you, mate. But one thing that really, really, really bothered me about after the game was Josh Hannay. That, that's it, Josh Hannay. In his conference, press conference after the game, came out and said, um, this is all we have. And he said that the young players aren't ready to play first grade. How fucking bad must these pricks be that they can't outperform this lot? 
you know, Billy Magulius played another 20 minutes and made zero impact. I think he had four runs about 18 metres. Made a heap of tackles, to his credit. But, I mean, you know, you're a forward. You know what I mean? So, so make some metres. And I don't mean to pick on Billy because they're all fucking atrocious other than Tolman. Although that tackle on James Fisher-Harris, and I use the term very, very loosely when I say tackle, was downright atrocious. Aaron Woods, the other big-name player who helped me fuck. If he gets re-signed, I'm really, really going to be angry. Swatting hands and trying to hit the ball out of players' hands rather than wrapping up the, the, you know, the ball. Not good, mate. This is the 96ers. You, you're a former Origin player, supposedly, and Jesus Christ, I expect better from you. Anyways, in terms of the team this week, you know, we've got two changes. Ramian's out. He's hurt his eye or something, which is a real shame. Uh, not that he'd been setting in the world on fire, and I, don't, I think he was going to get dropped anyways, to be totally honest. Spent more time on the sidelines after, you know, hitting players off the ball and throwing arms at heads, etc., etc. I think he's made two breaks all year. He might have scored one try early on. Dropped him from my fantasy team, which is the real... Uh, that's real embarrassing. Ramin, expect better. He, he's come back with a fucking chip on his shoulder, and I don't like it. He could do with some time in... Um, New South Wales Cup. Hopefully he's feeling better with his eye heels. I've had an eye injury fairly recently. They're, they're fucking terrible. But uh, when he comes back, I reckon he comes back through Newtown. Uh, Josh Dugan's been named after being dropped, not being able to play for Newtown after the bubble came in. You know, can't blame him for that. He, he was all ready to go. Um, call me, you know, call me negative Nancy, but I don't think Josh Dugan coming in is going to make a whole lot of difference. Um, of course, on the bench, we got Andrew Fafita's back for Billy Magulius. You know, hallelujah. But Fafita hasn't played for three or four weeks due to suspension, even when he was playing for Newtown. He didn't look real fit. And he didn't look real interested. My, I'm holding on to the fact that uh, during the um, Indigenous All-Stars game, he was a fucking wrecking ball and by far the best forward on the field. I don't care what anyone says. If that Andrew Fafita comes back off the bench, then, you know, I'm, you know, I'm smiling. At least one player's going to come put in. I expect him to come in like a, a rampaging bull. You know, it's hard It's hard when you've played for Samoa in Australia and, you know, you scored grand final winning tries to go and play for Newtown, you know, with all due respect to the club. So I, I don't think he really, you know, got up for those games. He had a mountain offloads and he looked like he put in a mountain of work. But at the game that I saw against the, um, the Dragons in round one, you know, he was landing to the line instead of hitting it. I... I don't know what it is. I don't know what they're teaching our blokes at training, but you can run to the line. You don't have to amble Aaron Woods and Aiden Tolman. Fuck, that's the softest start in front row. Jeez Louise. Oh, I have zero excitement for Magic Ground, to be totally honest. Anyone who's not going up there doesn't give a fuck. No Thursday night football is a huge killer. Every time slot goes back 15 minutes so they can prepare the ground. The ground looks like fucking atrocious too if you've seen photos. The rugby union was there the other night, chopped the game up, uh, chopped the ground up real bad. It's supposed to be raining up there from tomorrow morning, so it's going to be a real test for, you know, the um, Suncorp Stadium. Oh, a few of the boys are heading up there. Have fun, guys. A few of the girls also, of course. Um, in terms of being up there, I reckon it'll be the best weekend ever. Have a ball, guys, and fucking outdoing all those other team and their loser fans. Tag me in some funny, some funny photos. That'd be great. Uh, see, see who's um, been catfishing on Twitter and who's actually as good looking as their profile picture. So yes, but in terms of the football, I couldn't give a fuck. Couldn't name one more game, even though I did a full review on Outlaws, a preview on Outlaws earlier, um, and I did a zero tackle preview earlier. I don't give a fuck. I, I don't want to lose the South. So I get too many South supporting mates who are going to be crowing like they're beating a team. 
But, I mean, they they got no Latrell. Cody Walker's playing at fullback, which takes him out of the game. He's a bit atrocious the last couple of weeks. He's been fantastic to watch. Uh, you know, Benji Marshall's been in and out of form. Reynolds is back. Hopefully, he's a late withdrawal and I have to play that kid because he, um, he didn't do much against a decent opposition the other week after starring on debut. But uh, the only way I see us winning is if we come out and we get ahead early and they remember last week and get into a ball and cry in the corner. Or... They have seven send-offs and have to end the game, which would be nice. And, um, you know, Liam Knight's playing, so there's one. And uh, we'll, we'll just see the others. But again, Josh Hanno's saying that, that no one else is ready, you know, which means despite seeing Pele and Jensen named on the standard bench again, they'll be dropped. Um, my understanding is if they're named, they won't play for Newtown because of the bubble. Hopefully that'll be dropped by then, and they can, because these are blokes that we need to get game like minutes under their belt hopefully Pelo's dropped early and he can run out for Newtown because we need him playing first grade you know someone tweeted early this week that um you know Fafita had been been ruled as too slow for the modern game and uh couldn't keep up with the modern game yet we keep picking Aaron Woods who is an absolute passenger at the moment now he's a guy who's signing like triumphed I trumpeted Thought it was a fucking brilliant sign in a former Australian prop coming back with a chip on his shoulder. You know, the Bulldogs paid him a shitload of money, so he didn't have to pay him his full wage. Came in, oh, his first season was fantastic off the bench. Second season was not bad, and he's turned into an absolute fucking passenger overnight. If Aaron Woods and Andrew Fafita can be picked, so can Franklin Pele. I expect Trindle to get the call up on the bench um, because Josh Hannay, for some fucking reason, keeps naming a utility player and giving him seven or eight minutes at the end. Braley's an 80-minute hooker. He's shown that although he'll hook Chad Townsend, he's sticking by him. You know, Moylan can't do anything except defend out wide anymore. I just... You put Pelé in there, give him 10 minutes. You know, if he makes two hit-ups and breaks a couple tackles, fucking sweet. That's two more hit-ups and a couple of broken tackles more than he had last week. And that's where we've got to start looking towards the future. But no... He's named a bench, you know, that is just bog average. Hopefully Fafita brings some some power, some aggression, and some forward running, i.e. forward running, Fafita. Please run forward, not sideways. The over-under for him playing the ball incorrectly is two, and I, I'm taking the overs. A couple of lost balls, too. I, I'm not expecting much, in case you can't tell from the tone of my voice, but... Uh, Look, South's coming off a 50-0 drub, and they're, you know, jokes, ha-ha, their premiership, blah, blah, blah. They're not going to win the premiership. They got beaten 50-0. If any team can do it, it's a fully fit South. They're not fully fit this week, and I couldn't name half their bloody back line, which is saying something. So I'm a rugby league um, aficionado. No, I'm just obsessed with the game. So I've got nothing else going on. Yeah, not very happy. Sorry I couldn't bring too much positivity, but um, in a day where we've lost uh, the marquee signing that we are supposed to build around to the Brisbane fucking Broncos, there's not much to be positive about. As I said, Charlie Staines, fresh out of picking fruit, comes in and picks a fucking hattie off the wing. Nano McDonald, our superstar signing, can't even get above Muini Hiroti. Just want to throw that in there quickly. Oh, look, I want, to, I want to end on a positive note, but um, it's only 15 weeks to go, I think, or 16. God help us all. Fuck sharks.